Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, Tonya Brockett here, and this week on the Write Something Worthy podcast, I want to talk to you about how to increase your influence and boost your sales. I have been blessed with the opportunity to work with business owners, executives, and professionals for many years now. In my various roles as a university instructor of entrepreneurship, nonprofit board member, business coach, small business development center director, book editor, ghostwriter, book coach, and more. I have helped thousands of others to write something worthy in some form or another. Whether writing annual reports, business plans, or books, I've been engaged in writing with and for professionals my whole career. As such, it is no surprise to me that the publishing industry trends now uh, show nonfiction authorship growing among business leaders, business owners, and professionals. It makes total sense from a business perspective, but there's so much more to that. So let's talk a bit today about why it is important to learn how to increase your influence and boost your sales. Let's start with growing your influence. Growing your influence as an author can lead to greater monetization and the potential impact that you can make in your life and the lives of those around you. Publishing a book is one great way to do so. Growing your influence can be advantageous in any role you play, whether you work for someone else as a professional in their organization, whether you own a business, whether you are an entrepreneur, or even as a parent or community leader. You know, leadership expert John Maxwell says that influence comes from other people who give it in response to who they perceive you to be. Writing a quality nonfiction book is a perfect tool to help you show others who you are and what you have to offer so that you can build influence. Your actions as an author or teacher of the concepts in your book will then earn it out and strengthen your influence. This is one reason I believe that you should always always intend to write something worthy. You'll often hear this uh, in marketing circles too, right? So if you develop a relationship with your audience and you build upon the know, like, and trust factor, you will build influence. That influence encourages others to follow you or look to you as their trusted resource of information or other things of value, and your influence grows. 
And once you, once you have established that relationship, you can continue to grow it as you value others and continue to add value to them. And they in turn value what you have to say or give or offer. And so when you make that offer, they are more willing to accept it. I was speaking with someone today about what it takes to produce a quality, bestseller-worthy book. He asked how long it takes to do so, and I told him that he could do it in a weekend like some people suggest, but that's not likely to produce a book that will gain much influence. No, let me take that back, actually. You can influence others both positively and negatively. So if you put out that quick brain dump book that's poorly edited, horribly designed, and goes against all industry standards for a quality publication, you will grow your influence. It is just likely to be in the wrong direction. More people will know not to listen to you because they can't trust the information through all the errors and poor formatting. If you can't take the time to produce a quality book, how will you take the time to produce anything of value for me? Right? So, I don't encourage that weekend book writing uh, specifically. Now, if you want to be a leader in your space, be it your company, your industry, or your community, you need to grow your influence in the right direction. Maxwell also says that leadership is influence. Which way do you want to lead others? You can influence others positively or negatively negatively in any moment. You know, the following Maxwell quote reminded me of something that happened recently. The quote reads, Your capacity to transform someone's life every day is rooted in your choice to make a positive impact, even in the most fleeting of moments. When you make it your mission as a leader to value people and add value to them, you are planting the seeds for a harvest of positive change. The story that this quote and the blog post it came from reminded me of came from a simple visit to a drive-thru. I was waiting in line at a drive-thru that wrapped around the front of the building and went to the windows in the back. So there was an entrance on each side of the front but the line wrapped around from the left side of the building. So that entrance was the best one to use. Well, someone came in from the right side and wanted to get in the line from there in front of the person in front of me. And there were other people behind me as well. When the line moved up, the person in front of me moved up as well and didn't let the other car in. But because that car would end up blocking that entrance and the other lane they had crossed while they were sitting trying to get in, I motioned them to go ahead and get in front of me. I, I have to admit 
that at the time I was not being overly gracious. I was just being polite. But as we progressed through the line and I finally arrived at the payment window, I was told that my meal had already been paid for. The person in front of me had paid and said thank you through the cashier. I was so grateful. That was an example of Maxwell's making the most of influence in motion. That post talks about how influence can be fleeting and that you have no idea of the magnitude of it. Who knows how many people saw me let that driver in front of me, right? And then that driver told the cashier who shared it with me. And who knows how many she told when she was asked that day, you know, how did work go? And now I'm telling you, and you may well tell someone else the story or one of your own just like it, because it happens all the time, right? But we often don't recognize the influence it creates and how far the ripple spreads. You know, as I think about that now, in this world of viral videos, we should probably guard our influence even more closely, right? If we intend to be a positive force in the world and someone records us cussing out somebody who butts in line, it's not going to boost our influence in a positive direction. (laughs) Hmm, that's some food for thought. Let's pause for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Conscious Book Coaching. Imagine being free to express and lock in your book publishing goals and desires, release your fears, confusion, and overwhelm about writing and publishing your book, learn the writing, editing, and publishing process that best suits your goals, budget, plan out, and marshal the resources to be successful on your publishing journey, have constant, positive support for your publishing goals no matter what you face at home or at work, and leave each interaction feeling informed and refreshed with positive, clear energy. All of this can be yours with private, one-on-one conscious book coaching at Halogen Inc. Book your bundle at tonyaloves.me forward slash CBC today. All right, let's talk about being authors of influence. As a nonfiction author, you have a wonderful, incredible opportunity to grow your influence. Because you are writing something worthy, you will no doubt add value to readers of your book. The more you give in value, the more influence you create. So those readers will likely share the value that you shared within their own circles, and then your influence grows. Expand your influence by creating more value that stems from your book, even more value by repurposing your content. You can share posts from your book on social media, appear on guest blogs with book excerpts, appear on podcasts to add value to those audiences, Send your growing email list nuggets of wisdom from your writing. Appear on live videos with great content. And and the list goes on and on. There's much more you can do to grow your influence with your book. And even though all of these activities may actually grow your book sales, that's not your intention. 
Your intention is to grow your influence. The more who know, like, and trust you, the more who will follow you. And by following, I don't necessarily mean on social media, though that may happen too, but I mean that they will look to you to learn more. They may follow your work so that they can grow. They may seek you out when they need to solve a problem and they know you have the solution to it. They may choose to participate in upcoming events that you have because they love your message and how you deliver it. They may join a mentorship program that you have so that they can gain more knowledge and inspiration and guidance directly from you. And they may even grow into your private mastermind program so that you can have, so they can have direct one-on-one contact with you on a regular basis. That's the kind of influence you can create as an author. Your book sells. That subheading is intentional. Your book sells. All of the aforementioned activities that we just talked about create more book sales. And this level of influence generates sales revenue for you and your business. Hence, your book sells other things beyond itself. That is what you want. Leverage your book, not to sell the book, but to sell your business's products or services. And if you are a speaker who doesn't provide consulting or masterminds, it can sell engagements that get you on more stages that you might not otherwise grace. It can sell you as a great guest for a media appearance. It can sell you as a good connection or potential sponsor or spokesperson. As you'll hear on my next podcast interview with Profit Coach Susie Carter, a book opens the door to greater paths of cash. Generally, it's not from book sales that you create wealth as an author. It is what that book can give to or do for you and your audience that generates the revenue. It's a conduit to greater opportunity. For Susie, she made millions because of the book, not from the book. Can you see the difference? So, Though you can get sales and you can set sales goals for how many books that you want to sell and create a marketing plan for doing so, you really want to plan how to leverage that book to open vaults for you. How can you leverage that book to boost your influence so you can monetize it and increase your impact? That's what you want to figure out. Speaking of book sales, sales, not sales. Um, I remember hearing transformational speaker Lisa Nichols share a great idea for selling actual books. She said that she would sell and autograph a book to an individual and then autograph 10 book plates so that they could buy 10 copies for their friends. 
and the book plates meant that, you know, they're already signed by her. So um, that meant that her friends would get autographed copies too, even though they weren't there at the event. Brilliant. That's a great way to make book sales if you're in a selling environment, like a book signing or a speaking event. But know this, Lisa Nichols sells much more than her books. She has several popular programs that stimulate transformation and add tons of value. She has significant influence and her books allow her to make millions, whether she sells books at the same time or not. So as you think about the value you want to add to others with your next book, I hope you will also consider how to increase your influence and boost your sales. It's not all about book sales that will generate your revenue. It's about the influence you gain with your book and the marketing strategies you put in place and what that influence does to increase opportunities for monetization and the resulting impact you can make as a result. Plan your book with the end in mind, not just the number of books you want to sell. The quantity of books is almost irrelevant. It is the impact that you want to make that matters most. In order to make that impact as an author, you have to write something worthy. And that's what we're here to help you to do. It is time again for our abundant author affirmation. Write it down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you will see it and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. Here we go. I am mindful of the positive influence I create in each moment. I am mindful of the positive influence I create in each moment. And with that, we are complete. If you want to talk privately about the influence that you can have as an author and ways that you can use your book to boost sales, book a private consultation with me at tanyaloves.me forward slash CBC. The link will be in the show notes for you, so you can click over from there. You can pay for a single session or a three-session bundle, but know that I am here to serve you and help you expand your influence as an author who is bestseller worthy. Feel free to share in the comments the ways that you've seen Influence in Motion and how it impacted you. And if you're an author who's made more in sales than you've sold in books, we really want to hear from you too. You can also send that in an email to us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Thanks for listening in today. We'll see you next week when we talk to Profit Coach Susie Carter. See you next time.
You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.